Tim and Tom. Hey, Urban Meyer put on paid leave. Yeah, he's gone. He gone. Yeah, because he lied about something. So, like, an assistant coach did something, and I think it was, like, sexual assault. And he was like, he didn't do anything. We investigated. And then because of his strong denial, a reporter goes, I think that's a little fishy, and then investigated it. And then, oh, actually, you did know something. All of a sudden, you're on paid leave. That's why you just – I don't understand this loyalty to scumbags. You know what I mean? At least in a professional setting. So, for example, if me and you – we're working together, right? And let's just even use the coaching uh, dynamic, right? I'm the head coach. You're the offensive coordinator. You're the best offensive coordinator in the country. You've been my friend for five years. Uh, you've been on my staff for three, you know, the three years, best offense in the college or pros, right? Right. I sound but like let's a great just guy. say, but then you've been touching little boys and girls. Ooh, uh, man, again, I'm just going to tell you, hey, you have to go. And you need help. Yeah. Because. Which is okay. You need help. It's not okay what you've done, but, you know. Right. Well, and the thing is, from a professional standpoint, if I cover it up, the best thing that happens is I can't sleep at night because I know that I'm letting. And let's not even say it's the sexual molestation, right? That's an extreme case. Let's just say you were trying to think of kind of more of a white collar thing because even sexual assault you would think people are decent enough although we've been proven otherwise but let's yeah but i'm scheming i'm scheming ticket sale money uh you know i mean like i'm scheming off the top somehow embezzling you know funds to the athletic department you're helping recruitment to the university that we coach at by giving backdoor payments to parents and sponsors and athletic apparel companies right right I'm KUing it. I'm sorry, what? Sure. You would think, though, because in my opinion, and it just goes with my life, nothing stays in the darkness. Everything will come to the light, right? right? Everything. And I don't care what. Like for me, going personally, I I could never lie to my mom because my mom will find out within either an hour or a month, right? Depending on how severe my lie is. It's pretty safe that she'll find out. So I've just learned that I can't lie because I'll get caught. Now, I understand the the ultra winners of the world where they go, I'm batting a million. Why would this white lie ever catch up to me? I'm probably bigger than the lie, right? But in 2018, we have so much recent history to look at that just shows you stop it because you're going to be ruined personally. You're going to be ruined personally because you want to keep professionally the the money train coming in. Right. Look at Joe Paterno. He's probably the greatest college football time because he was loyal to a friend and that friend did horrible things joe paterno statue is taken down all of his wins i believe are vacated and he's a forgotten memory in penn state folklore right right so as urban meyer or whoever it is nick saban to the coach at missouri who i don't even know whatever whoever it is you just have to know that this will all come to the light for two reasons one because everything does come to the light and two 
reporters are trying to make a career off of a groundbreaking story. Stop thinking that these reporters are just going to say, hey, it's cool. I'll just sit on this. I know. I know what they're doing back there. But, you know, the program's good. Program's good. I tell you what, I'm not going to pay attention. No, every reporter wants to be the next Walter Cronkite or – uh, you know, Murrow, Edward R. Murrow, or, you know, in, in the sports setting, Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Right. Smith. So you have to know, like, these guys are looking for the story. So they're going to be private investigators, especially with today's means of all the social media and hacking can be. They're going to get you. Yeah, they're going to get you. So stop. Yeah, They're going to get you. Yeah, I, I try to say this to my children even. You know, I'm like, hey, it's not worth it. Trust me, I've been there. I've tried. Every, like you said, it always comes out in the end, man. It always comes out in the end. And, in fact, the longer it took, the worse of a hassle mm-hmm. you have when it comes out. So, you know, it's just really not worth it. It really is never worth it. Right, because I even think, and obviously we can't prove this because you can't go back into history, but if Urban Meyer even said, well, you know, that's something that we're still looking into, uh, you know, uh, let me get back to you. We're going to launch an internal investigation. I bet that reporter would go like, okay, well, we'll sit on it and I'll keep asking, but I'll sit on it. I'm not going to really dig because – Eventually, they'll just tell me, or I'll find a way out, right? or find my way into that story. Right. But because of your strong denial, his eyebrows probably went up and goes, wait a minute, that seems fishy. You're that certain of something that we see a, a lot of smoke around? I'm, I'm going to go digging in, and then that's what happens, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. Like, you just, you just, to me, people always try to, like, it's a tale as long as time. You get built up, someone wants to chop you down. Right. Especially in American folklore or American pop culture history. We love to build every single person up. Hey, Paris Hilton, you're pretty fun. You're living the life. Boom. We're going to take you down. You know, stupid. Yeah. Hey, John Rocker of the Atlanta Braves. Man, you pitch a you pitch it 101 miles per hour. Oh, my God. What a talent. Oh, you're a racist. See ya. Yeah. Like and now the Milwaukee baseball player, that Brewer, I forget his name. He's a closer or whatever, right? Makes it to his first All Star game. Well, hey, look, look here, pump the brakes there, Tony Stewart. Why are you so excited to be going to an All Star game? We're gonna look into your past. Oh, guess what? Racist tweets. Get out of here. And it's like you just have to realize people will always tear you down. Always. It's yeah. not just a policy politics thing anymore they've taken the rules and the fun schemes of politics which just used to be for politics right we would try to take senators down and congressmen down because we wanted power now we're taking down middle reliefers from milwaukee that we've never heard of because it's what we do right yeah that is the the heat-seeking goal it's i oh look at this famous person let me find something imperfect about them you know and you just right, start yeah. digging and oh gone are the days where we try to tear down the kennedys now we're trying to tear down you know the back Dwayne up. the rock johnson's 
Well, that's even, I mean, he's a, the biggest movie star of all time. I'm saying we're now even trying to bring down the backup point guard yeah. for the Orlando magic that you've never heard of because it's fun to do and look at us. And we want to, we love like one thing that, and now I'm going way out of left field, but just follow me here. Yeah, this is one thing work, that, man. right. One thing though, going to the me too movement that I think a lot of men get afraid about is that takedown culture, right? So, for example, in my opinion, and if you disagree with us, feel free to write us an email letting us know why you disagree. But in my opinion, the Aziz Ansari Me Too movement thing that happened to him, he went on a bad date. He was a little bit too forward. The girl didn't like it and then wanted to say he's a scumbag. Okay, that's a bad date. That's not... Harvey Weinstein masturbating into a flower pot at a restaurant because he wants to have sex with you and you said no. There's levels to this, right? That's not the same thing? No, it's not. (laughs) Fun fact. That's the fun fact for this segment. Right, yeah. Um, But again, that culture of we're taking people down, right? So that publication had no care in the world whether that allegation towards Aziz Ansari was legitimate or was severe enough to publish, right? But what right. they want to do is go to, and I don't even know what the site is, theblaze.org.com.edu. I don't know what it was. But they want you to click on their site so that they get advertisement, right? So now it's just clickbait. We're just trying to, and we water down these things. Now, the Urban Meyer thing, going back to square one, that's a serious thing, and we should totally do it. But what my point is, is if you're Urban Meyer, or if you're the accountant at, you know, JLL, yeah. just realize someone's going to try to take you down as soon as you start getting a little money. Yeah. Yeah. Be wary of your past. Wrong, <laughs> right. And that's what I'm saying. But if you're doing something wrong, just own up to it. Because we're going to get you for bad tweets in 2008, or we're going to get you for sexual assault that you're trying to cover yeah. up. What, yeah. Whatever it is, someone's going to try to take you down. I have my, uh, or had, she just went back uh, today, but I had my mom in town and, you know, kind of brought this up where uh, I was like, man, if I'm out in public anymore, I just assume there's like cameras going and somebody's watching like at all times. Because mm-hmm. you're right, that's just how it is now. Everyone's watching. Or yep. somebody will be looking back later mm-hmm. at everything you say and yeah. do. Everything yep. you say and do. And it's interesting, and I, I, I want to get off a little bit of the topic of Urban Meyer and the assistant coach because that is serious, right? But what I'm saying is like that is serious. So I'm not trying to make light of what that situation is to what I'm saying now. What I'm saying is they have correlations with each other, but I believe – what Urban Meyer is going on paid leave for is totally justified, and I think that he should go into a more investigation, and if something's wrong, he should be fired. That's how I feel about that. But going back to this whole uh, um, narrative of going back in the few or going back in the past to look at your tweets or look at your Facebook post or your likes or whatever it is, this is what I find fascinating about it is we all, Every single one of us, and I don't care if you're the biggest nerd in the world or if you're Hugh Hefner, we all have this weird little story that we tell other people. It's like, well, yeah, I've done dumb stuff in the past, right? Yeah, How right. many times have you heard someone say that? A lot. 
Everyone. I feel like everyone from our parents to us to yeah, everyone you know, says exactly that. They go, I mean, yeah, well, well, that's crazy what he did. And they're like, oh, man, you see what happened to him? Be like, man, it just makes me think like, well, if I went back and saw everything I said. Yeah, everybody says that. Everyone says that. However, this is where my disconnect comes with the reaction. Now, again, I'm not saying the Urban Meyer assistant coach thing. Uh, you should dismiss your reaction to covering up sexual assault. But what I'm saying is more so, more so the uh, uh, the one that got on my nerves a little bit is the Milwaukee Brewers uh, pitcher story where he said the N-word and how he said uh, he's not the biggest fan of homosexuals. And he's used more vulgar, vulgar language, but he was saying things of that nature, right? Back right. in 2000, I think it was 10, so seven years ago, and he was 17 which I know isn't that young, but it's also that young, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, right. So the reaction is what I don't get. It's, oh, my God, he's a racist. He's this. He's that. Okay, so first, wow, those are some crazy right. tweets, right? But when Lorenzo Kane, all-star center fielder and teammate, when other teammates and former Royal and other teammates of color and – uh, different backgrounds and nationality go to bat for this guy and say, Hey, he said that when he was 17, it was stupid. He's a good guy. In my opinion, that's where the story stops, right? So it's, Hey man, did anyone see this in the past? This guy said a lot of dumb things and he goes, Hey, I said that when I was pretty stupid, I'm dumb. That's not me. And then other players go actually a hundred percent, right? He is telling you the truth. Right. truth that is not the guy that i know back from those tweets then you can't anymore in my opinion go any farther with the story because the story stopped because like i just said starting this whole thing up we've all done stupid stuff in the past yeah. well yeah but that's part of the bigger problem of just the what we've called the whole like uh fake news reality that we live in it's that you can present that you can show them that you can say here's a report of every player who said here's a video of them saying yeah no he just said he was stupid when he was younger and he apologized and blah 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 and uh people would still go nope nope ruin yeah. him and they just right it. and it's like well what can anybody do yeah. anymore? and that's the thing that's where i wish people would say you know hey like and I get it too, because I'm using a little bit of my white privilege here when sure. I say, Hey, yeah. he didn't say anything about white men. Right. So I don't know your reaction. If you're a person of color or different nationality or different sexuality than Harry or Harry, uh, yeah. stereotypical yeah, white I, I get straight male. I get discriminated by always being last picked in a basketball game. That's like my, you know what I mean? Like that's generally the yeah, worst. Yeah. No. It. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's the worst thing we have to go through, right? right? Or get, or get called white boy, even though we're adults right. that pay our own bills. Yeah, they, uh, they're surprised I can dance, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, the, yeah, right, right. Yeah, but so going back to to, to his tweets, now your reaction might, might be different than mine. So right. for me to tell you, hey, calm down, is a little bit of me using white privilege. Sure. However, like I said, there's validation from all walks of life that are saying that's not the person he is now. That's why I think now, if it was other white teammates, right? New Milwaukee brewer, Mike Moustakis says, Hey, that guy is good with me. Well, you're all 
also the same. Like you're not that you're the same person, but you're following all the same check boxes that he he has. I don't be back him up. But when people that don't match those check boxes are backing them up, that's where I think we have to stop with this outrage culture. And on the flip side, that's where I also think where the whole um, Milwaukee Brewers uh, fans did the standing ovation and said, "Oh my goodness, this you know, look at the things he had to overcome." Shut up. He didn't go through war. He didn't get shot at. He didn't, you know, dive into an ocean and give CPR to a dying, you know, woman or child. He said some stupid stuff and he apologized. You don't need to be making this guy a martyr for all the things that he just overcame in a, what, 72-hour news cycle. So shut up. Right. Th- that's, that's where we have to have this perspective middle ground. You know, that, that's what's getting on my nerves. No, is this- there is no middle ground in anything anymore. The middle ground is gone. Well, it, it's so weird to me. And you know who actually brought this up? Uh, what I'm about to say is it's Jerry Seinfeld. And it was on an episode of uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. And I think it was the episode with Dave Chappelle. But he was so fascinated. And I think he's right. Where in the 1950s and 19 early 1960s, censorship came so far from the way right Christian culture, right? We're not saying the F word. We're not saying the B. We're not going to let you talk about sex and all of this stuff. And now fast forward 2018 and the pendulum swung so much that the extreme left liberal society is saying, you can't say a thing about anyone other than you. And even if you talk bad about yourself, that's mental health issues and you need to go get help. And it's like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I see some of that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's so, it, we have this pendulum swing. So where now the progressive liberals of the society are trying to police free speech. Now, yeah, there's a difference well, and between, the things feed off of each other, obviously, but yeah. Right. right. And again, there's a difference between hate speech and lying right. and then just being stupid and talking dumb because you think it's funny, right? Anyone's allowed to try to be funny. In my opinion, we as a society or we in a small group can say, hey, that was stupid. I know you didn't really mean it. You were just trying to get a reaction. This is the reaction. It's stupid. And we move on. Yeah. And there's the there's the thing, too. I'm much more concerned with your actions than your words. And to right. me, your words become actions if if they're repetitive after people telling you, hey, that's off color or that's you know, that's offensive and you keep doing it because you don't care. Well, then that's an action of disconcern, right? So right. then exactly. that's when you can go out to somebody and be like, Hey man, you're, you're an asshole. Stop, mm-hmm. stop calling the gays, you know, whatever, you know, this, whatever it is. Right. Right. The gays, you know, you know, stop calling them the gays. How about that? Yeah. Right. So like, just, yeah, man. I, yeah. Some, you gotta, a for everybody else's own health too. the people that get outraged, um, I mean, you got to pick your battles at some point, right? That's, that's again, yes, I totally agree, right? So, the again, I keep on bringing up this brewer because it's in yeah. the news currently and because I think it's just such a dumb story. But the Milwaukee brewer guy that said the stupid thing eight years ago or however long it was and said, hey, I'm not that, and his teammates back him up, that's where the story stops. Roseanne Barr, who has a history yeah. of dressing up like – Hitler and eating little Jewish cookies and then making these 
derogatory remarks towards homosexuals and African Americans, that's something different. That's the, the the anger is justified in that, right? Like yeah. there is where you say, hey, this is a consistent action where this person is can is continually being disrespectful and mean spirited. It's not funny. It's mean spirited. And this needs to stop. That I understand. The hey, you were dumb eight years ago, dumb ten years ago, or even the James Gunn who said the the rape jokes and stuff. Yeah. You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I also think, to me, if you don't show consistent behavior, I think if you did something once stupid right. and someone calls you out and you say, hey, okay, I, I'm not that anymore, and then you prove through your, your actions and words that you are not that anymore, as a society, we don't need to necessarily forgive you, but we can definitely not always bring it up. You know who's another person that's a great example of that, in my opinion? Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Right? So, for one, he was recorded without him knowing, which isn't an excuse, but he was recorded without him knowing, talking very negatively about African Americans, right? Right. Now, with context, because context is king, this was during a divorce where he was heavily drinking and using plenty of prescription pills. Since then, his own admission and his new wife's admission and his kids' admission, he's found Jesus. He's now living a good life. He's going to try to do things with the Boys and Girls Club. He can also, or he's also trying to reach out to people like Booker T, who's a black wrestler, for those who don't know, and also another black wrestler, Mark Henry, and saying like, hey, I would like to try to work on things with you. Well, as a society, we can't then, let's say he returns to Monday Night Raw next next Monday, right? Which will happen. Which, yeah, could easily happen. But the thing as a society that, that we're failing at is if he made that mistake, corrected it, has done things with his actions and words to prove he's not that person anymore. Yeah. And then he comes out and he goes, okay, I'm back. And we all go, racist. Right. No. Yeah. Like, like uh, you're not defined by your worst moments. Yeah. That's the other thing. You can't always just be defined by your worst moments. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That's a great point too, man. Just cause it's just cause of that. It's like, look, it, it, a, there's something about perception when you're seeing what you're talking about for anybody who, you know, when you're viewing something, your perception of it is skewed by what your mood already was, what you've mm-hmm. been going through, whatever. I recently had been not, you know, having, you know, small arguments with my wife over something that just really wasn't necessarily true. My perception of something was just kind of twisted, right? Right. And so in that moment, yes, he's saying some negative things about African Americans. And what he's mad about in life though is not that he's just letting his darkest moments and his and his you know his deepest you know bad things come out which look let's be honest that's not what we always feel even the people who are angry about that or or some other thing in your worst moments you've probably thought to yourself man like my why did i think that about that person like that was right you know what i mean like everybody can have Mm -hmm. uh, prejudices and stuff like that you know what i mean like there's many times we'll say something that we don't actually normally mean all the time. You know what I mean? Like that's where some, mm-hmm. I don't get where some people aren't like, 
You know, and and yes, there's something to society shame going, hey man, not cool. But hey man, yeah. not cool is a lot more effective than you worthless piece of garbage. You right. rotten bad. Like, that's how you get a Trump. You know what I mean? Like, when you're constantly browbeating somebody over making them feel bad about it, instead of trying to go, hey man, and like, that is not cool. And you have a right to be upset and not necessarily want to befriend the person. But, you know, yeah. I mean? like, the more they the see an acceptance and a realization that, hey, that needs to be worked on, you know? It- and you don't also have to forget, but what I'm saying is you don't have the right, in my opinion, when someone's corrected a bad behavior, to only define them by that behavior, right? So if you are affected by any person's comments, a coworker's comments, let's let's not even use celebrities, let's just use coworkers, right? A coworker said something derogatory about who you are, right? So for me, let's just say they made fun of Irish, because at one time in American history, Irish were persecuted for, I don't know. Being Irish. Right. I, I don't understand any of that stuff. Drunk and dirty. Right. Yeah. So if someone at the water cooler during break or lunch said something stupid about how Irish people are, you know, lower IQ'd and uh-huh. dumb and drunk dirty. Drunk and dirty. Yep. Drunk and dirty. I can be offended. And I can also say, hey, that's wrong. And then if that person says, wow, you know, whatever, I'm going to correct that behavior. And we keep meeting. I don't necessarily have to forget that that person ever said it. Right. But what I but what I can't do is I'm not going to talk to you. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. If we talk, I'm going to punch you in the face. They've corrected their behavior. Right. And through time, eventually, I believe you will forget it. Right. Because let's just say you work with that coworker for years and years, and then they're going to come to you, and let's just say the relationship flourishes into a work friendship. Right. Some coworker is going to go, Hey, I heard about that person that. He doesn't like Irish people or whatever it is, fill in the blank, black people, gay people, whatever it is. And if your relationship with that person has flourished since that worst moment, I believe you'll eventually go, oh, yeah, that was so stupid. He was he was ignorant back then. He was dumb to the situation. That's not him anymore. Right. Right. And that's how you work in a society. You help someone. Yeah, that's how you help people. You don't say, you're the worst, get out of here, live under a rock. And not the rock, a rock. And it's, you know, like, that's what I just don't get. And that was a really long tangent. But, yeah, Urban Meyer's fired. Yeah, he got fired. (laughs) Hey, you know what else uh, cool happened is we went on a mandate. We did. We had, uh, we went to High Dive here on 39th Street in Westport. I don't even know if it's called Westport. I don't know where any of these areas are called. Someone else said it was just Kansas City. Some people say it's Westport. I don't know. It's around where I live. Uh, and we went to the high dive. high dive. We did not We did not partake in the signature uh, drink, the high dive, which is the mystery beer. But we had a- no, we didn't. Uh, you cut out for just a second. Um you you said we did not partake in the signature uh, mystery beer machine, uh, but you said we had a good time. Is that what what I caught from you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. It was it was definitely fun. Yes. Um, my wife and her friends of long time that we talked about blah 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 blah. They uh, it was their birthdays, the twins' birthdays, right? So they went out to all day, like you know, played hooky from work or whatever, and went to Oceans of Fun to the adult bar there. And got like a dual park, went around, rode rides and stuff. And so I was like, you know what? I got nothing to do. Tom, 
what are you doing? And we decided to go out and have some drinks and beers. And, um, boy, we certainly old manned at the bar, didn't we? I mean, we, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we, we griped about stuff. We solved the world's problems. I think at one point I got up to show perfect form on a deadlift. Yes, uh, yeah, you showed me how to do some squats, right, with the, with the weight, right? What a dumb thing. Hey, man, I'm back in CrossFit, so now I'm obviously a certified CrossFit coach. So I'm going to just tell hey, you know, it's just like being a vegan. You got to tell everyone right from the get-go that you do CrossFit. Right, yeah, you go, they go, hi, nice to meet you. And you go, hi, hey, by the way, forgive me if I squeeze your hand a little too hard on this handshake because – I've been doing CrossFit, right? So I'm gonna, uh, yeah. Well, it's I'm gonna shake your hand, but I got some some cuts on my hand. It's from doing burpee bar, uh, bar over bell or barbells, and so uh, my hand's a little bit right. scratchy. So if we right. shake hands, that's the reason why. Right. Hey, hey, by the the way, burpees, right? Come on, right? And you're like, no, I've never done a burpee. I don't, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I, I run. Some antacids, is that what you? Right, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. However, I paid for it in the morning. Woo. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause I went to glory MMA and jujitsu mm. and I tell you what, uh, four doubles of what did I have? Vodka soda. Yeah. That's what I had. Vodka soda, four doubles of that. And then in the morning trying to grapple with a guy who's nicknamed mini Brock and the Brock is for Brock Lesnar. That's not a fun oh, morning. Yeah, no, I bet it's not. No, we all went out. <laughs> Uh, had dinner down in, in Kansas City, down in the um, River Market area, or, or I mean um, breakfast the next morning. Yep. Jeez. I tried to grapple this bastard, and I tell you what, his his from his shoulders to the top of his head was like a thumb. Couldn't grab anything. You're like, what in the hell? He didn't have a neck to choke. I was trying to choke him, and he was just laughing at me. And then he threw me around. I tell you what, you ever want to feel like a doll? grapple this guy because he will ragdoll you everywhere i was i had things hurting on me that i didn't didn't even know i had muscles in certain spots that hurt and i was like what is this you don't muscle well i was like what is this muscle doing behind my quad why does it hurt so bad (laughs) what is it and they're like it just hurts there's a muscle on your left nostril and they're like yeah wimp yeah yeah Yeah, why does my eyebrow hurt (laughs) when did when did eyebrows hurt Uh, because this guy just throws you around you ain't been doing your eyebrow lifts apparently not got to do by Mm. neck bridges and eyebrow lifts Mm -hmm. uh oh i got another fun thing that's happening uh we're getting our walls redone downstairs so i'm pulling a page from your book and doing some house remodeling good job yeah yeah, so tomorrow morning, over the next two days, they're going to patch and smooth out and make the walls look beautiful because that is my first project living at El Casa. I think I use Spanish and uh, French there, maybe. Right. And so this and, is uh, where you'll let me crash when I get kicked out of my house. Yeah, and guess what? You'll, you will feel – and you know why? Uh, Josephine, the wonder dog, afraid to go downstairs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Then I will feel safe. Yeah. Cause you can literally, we'll just put her outside. Any company can go downstairs. We could have 30 people down there. You will never be bothered by that dog. Cause she will not even t- take one step on a stair going down oh, to the basement. Probably cause she can detect the, the, the ghost down there and you guys just can't. I like ghosts. Yeah, well, like, we're right. Yeah. I mean, and the ghosts probably appreciate the 30 people. They get lonely. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So we're going to – I tell you what, I have all the – most fun plans for this area. So we already have a TV that's going to go down there. We already have an entertainment center. I'm going to use the artwork of Rob Schamberger and some autograph signings that I have from people such as Nick Diaz, Randy Couture, Rich Franklin. I'm going to put that up on the walls. Well, you should, because she'll kick your ass. Uh, going to put that up on the walls and then we're going to have a little workout area. I might get a little wrestling mat so I can practice uh, what it feels like to get thrown down. So you can get an elbow drop from the couch. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Oh, here's the other thing. Have you ever bought anything from Ikea? Oh yeah. I still have stuff in my house from Ikea in Germany even. And then I bought the stuff from Ikea here a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I never have, right? Yep. I, I'm in to the Ikea world. Been there once, thought it was fun. Haven't been back since. Cause I don't need anything. However, to get things downstairs, the, the basement uh, width down the stairs is just, I mean, I can't gain five more pounds because I won't get down the stairs. Right. right. It's so tight. So what our thought process Only is. Only the ghost can get through. I mean, basically. Right. Uh, but my thought process is I'm going to buy a couch from Ikea and then take that bastard all the way down the stairs and then put it together yes. downstairs in the basement. So here's my question. Are those things easy to assemble, or am I going to have to do some YouTube videos and find out how step one and step two work? They generally are. Anything I've got from Ikea has generally been fairly easy to understand. Um, You know what I mean? They make it fairly simple. So, I mean, we put together beds, tables, chairs. Well, I'm excited. I am excited. Look at you becoming an adult, a nice, you know, uh, um, yuppie. Look at you. Well, and you know, the other thing that I'm really looking forward to with this whole thing is this is going to be the first time that I have ownership of something, right? right? So I moved in with Emily. Emily did a fantastic job furnishing all of this. And I do have some spots, right? So it's like kitchen remodel was great. Yeah. Kitchen remodel is awesome. Uh, her bathroom is amazing. I mean, there's some certain spots in here that my parents absolutely love. But, you know, this is her place still. There are certain spots that look great for me, right? So my TV is in the living room. I love that. I love my TV. I'm not saying that this is 100% her, but I didn't really have much of a say. But downstairs, I mean, that's we're right. starting from scratch. Right. Down in the dungeon. Yeah. It, that's the thing. We're trying to make it look not like a dungeon. Yeah. So we're trying to – I'm assuming this wall work is going to – you know, make the walls pop, as they say in the uh, business. Yes. And then that's where, and- yeah. And then that's where I'm going to make it really fun with the Rob Schamberger artwork. I got some uh, New York City stuff that I got off of Times Square that I'm nice. going to put up. I got a uh, photo from my college roommate who's a professional photographer of Derek Jeter, who's my favorite player. Suck it. He is. I don't care if you disagree. Um, uh, I need to finish this studio that I'm in here. I've got it like kind of half finished and I need to like finish off and then hang some stuff up on the walls. I need to get some yeah. hamburger artwork. I need mm-hmm. to uh, post up some, uh, you know, other stuff that I got laying around here. Just sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. Man, let's get stuff done. 
Speaking of wrestling, though, uh, did you hear the sad news uh, over the week of three wrestlers dying on the same day? Yeah, man. And um, first of all, Nikolai Volkov was one of like the first villains of my childhood, right? With you know, like oh, against Hogan yeah. and stuff, and like so there was that. Um, and Brian Christopher, I mean, in our past shows of the Spanish announce table, and you know, maybe future shows, uh, we'll see. Um, uh, we've Brian Christopher was the subject of our discussions many times. Yeah, because he made a really, really crappy country CD. Remember that? And a it rap was, one, too. Remember oh, that? is that what yeah, it, was? it was? Yeah, rap. it was the rap was one. Rap. Okay. Yeah, it was so bad. It was awful. Really now, bad. again, we can be sad that someone passed away and admit that they made a mistake doing a project. Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage, his rap album, right? Uh, Ultimate Warrior and all of his Has YouTube there videos. been anybody, any wrestler that put out a good rap album? Not even K-Quick. Right? <laughs> Whatever the hell. He put out. That's a good question. <laughs> John Cena? Was his good? No. Could it have been? I mean, listen to yourself. Are you drunk? Well, his his theme song or his entrance music isn't bad. That's not a bad song. I mean, yeah, somebody may have produced it well, but it, come on, man. It's like listening to Bieber rap. They don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was sad that three wrestlers passed away. Another, uh, the third yeah, wrestler yeah. uh, was Brickhouse. Uh, I can't remember the last name. I don't know him that well, and I'm not gonna try to uh, do a like in memory of someone I've never heard of. So I'm sad that he passed away. I'm sad when anyone passes away untimely. Um, so condolences to his friends and family. But I, I I don't know one thing that he did, so I apologize. Yeah. So we'll focus on the other two. Nikolai Volkov. The one thing I always remember about him is how him and the Iron Sheik forced everyone to stand up for their national yeah, anthems. Right. Right. Yeah. Couldn't take a knee back then. No. Can't take a knee back now. You know, like he was he was way ahead of the anthem uh, yeah, controversy. That's true. that's true. That's true. They were. And he would sing proudly. Oh, and he was so hard. bad. Yeah. Good for him. Good. for How awesome. What what confidence you must have. To know you suck at singing, and every night in front of thousands, yeah. and at the peak of WWF, of millions. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, knowing who's watching on television, millions, and sing, knowing you suck. <laughs> well, yeah, who's the girl they used to run out there? Jillian. Jillian. Uh, McMichaels? No, Jillian Hall was the one that did suck. Are you talking about her? Yes. Yeah, they had the. Yeah, she had the thing on her face, and yes. Boogeyman ate it, and she was the assistant <laughs> JBL. Yeah, yeah. But she was like the really terrible singer, and she would just have to go out there and just be bad, you know, like just and have yeah. her be like, God, you suck. I mean, eventually, I think you would have fun with it, but man, you would—it's uh, so—it's so sad because I bet somehow show nights, Nikolai and Jillian and maybe Iron Cheek. I bet there's going to be a house show night that where after they're done with the match and they go back to the locker room, they go, you know what? Tonight's version wasn't that bad. Someone should have listened to that one. Right, wasn't yeah. that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with all the practice they get, right? You would think <laughs> That's you, what I'm 30 years into the business, Volkov probably can carry a tune at that point. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And credit to him. I tell you what, uh, up until. I think it was a couple months ago. You still saw him at autograph signings. You still saw him uh, making appearances. Anytime, I think WWE or WWF, what do you want to call him? Whatever you want to call him. Uh, call him. He would show up when needed. 
did. He always did like the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania 17. All of that stuff. He was fun. And Brian Christopher, he was a little bit later, different generation. But yeah, Too Cool and Rikishi. I mean, who did, didn't dance with them, right? Yeah, the Hardys right. did. DX did. Uh, the Dudleys did. Oh, a million times. Mm-hmm. A million times. How many times did you or, get it right? None. Oh, it was always I mean, just a, three. No, it was always just jump to the ground and think. then turtle up. That was always what it was. I never you did that. Jump kind. first. You can't land jump, jump first, first, man. You gotta. <laughs> first time. No, you can't I go know. junk first ever. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Hips are going first. Junk first. Turtle up. That's what it was every time. So then as the dark haired friend in my group, the blonde guys, you know, uh, my friend Scott, he was blonde. So he would do the worm. And then I, I would watch Brian Christopher and I would do all the stupid moves he did, which you know, speaking of bad singing, there's also bad dancing. And oh, good yeah. God, was he awful. Real bad. Very bad. We're but then so, she saved him. In memoriam, Tim and Tom, it's talking about everything that you did wrong. <laughs> everything you did wrong. Well, you know, they were a fun, if, if you want to get a little bit serious, though, they were a really fun tag team. And with Rikishi, one of the most overacts during the Attitude oh, yeah. Era. Mm-hmm. And they, I believe, are the most overlooked team during that time period, right? So when we talk about tag team wrestling during the Attitude Era, we always bring up Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys, right? That's like the Holy Trinity. And then sometimes we bring up the Dudleys. Sometimes, or excuse me, sometimes we bring up the New Age Outlaws. Sometimes we bring up APA. But another team that was right in the mix of all of it as the goofy, you know, uh, white boys who aren't cool right. or too cool just getting in there mixing it up with them and i think they're the forgotten team during that era where we always remember the worm we always remember kishi's butt we always remember brian christopher dancing really stupid but they were involved in not as many but you know top tier storylines mid-card storylines just like the hardys the legend christians the dudleys the apas all of those teams so I think that's where they uh, will be remembered as probably the most underrated tag team during the biggest boom in wrestling history. SummerSlam coming up should be a good one. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Two weeks. i tell you what. We'll preview that uh, in two weeks. Um, excited for that, though. It's going to be fun. Excited for that. Got some good matches. Hey, uh, did you see they discovered water on Mars? Yeah. I mean, I feel like late. they discovered... Well, I feel like they discover something everywhere, right? So, there, there's a yeah, there's I, a polar there's a polar bear in the Atlantic Ocean. I don't know. It's there but, now. How how long before Trump sells it off to some corporation, and then we've got like people living on? on well, Mars. didn't didn't uh, Mister Do Nothing Elon Musk? Didn't he already send a car up there? Yeah, well, yeah, he killed a homeless man and he put it in the car, and then he floated it out there. Right, it was the perfect murder. I tell you what, I think that Elon was the official Musk. story. If you check up like the AP, maybe, uh, here's the other official story about Elon Musk. Uh, overrated. Yeah. What has he ever done? What has he ever done? What has he ever done? What, what's the last thing that he's, he's, he's making the news for that. He built a submarine for the kids in Thailand that they didn't use. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And then what was the story right before that? What was the story before that? Hey, you launched a car. Where's the car? We don't know. Cool. Like, what do you do? 
You just make up just these dumb headlines with you. I think there's you more are to the, it. I think you just don't know what it is. No, then tell me. What is it? I don't the last know what it think, is. I don't know what exactly. it is. Exactly. He just like, makes. I, I don't think he he's just doing makes, it for no reason and with this. I don't know. He makes big splash headlines and there's no follow through. And then we go, this is the smartest man of our generation. Oh my God, look at him. He's well, dating supermodels and going to blah, 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 blah. He's. We are the smartest people of our yeah. generation. Elon Musk, just nothing. Nothing. So, Tesla. So cool. humans living on Mars in our lifetime? No. No. Huh? Are you serious? You don't think? Well, Who? Old, no. You don't think no. when we're old, there won't be some people up there in some kind of. No, no, we don't even have clean water in Flint, Michigan. You well, think people are going to go there? Yeah, that's why we got to go there. Tomorrow. There will be rich people living up there away from all the riots and the, the scarcity down here where there's, when there's like 25 billion people on the planet. Do you know why they won't go up there? Because uh, they don't want to be forgotten about, right? So if they uh, go tomorrow, who are they going to talk about? Well, no, there'll be like, there'll be like one hour flights by that point back to the, back to earth. You can just commute back to Earth. Nah, I'm in not your buying private, it. In your private space shuttle. No, I'm not buying it. Yep. I'm not buying it. 2068. Nope. And I'm also tired of the whole Mars talk, right? So when Elon Musk did do the car up to the space and we all started talking about that stuff, that's dumb. You guys are dumb who want that. You know why? Take care of what you have. You. You shiny new well, toy jerk offs. How, how about we do this one? Like, can we take a pause on breeding? Like, aren't we overpopulating the planet? Can't we all you come know, up with some rule? Like, oh, you know my rule. What's I that? have told you this millions of times. Yeah. We every every boy that is born. Let's just make it January one nineteen, right? January one two thousand nineteen to January one twenty twenty nine. Every boy, we're getting, we're cutting them. <laughs> ten years, ten years, you're not having a kid. Ten years, this population, no more new kids. Now, if you have two kids and you want three kids, fine, whatever. We're not going to stop that. But every new one, nope. Ten years, ten years, we're putting a cap on it. And then in 2029, put, put a tax on on having a baby so high. Right. Well, no, because <laughs> here's the thing with with the urges of sex and things like that. I totally understand things happen, but if your thing can't happen, then you're fine. So for ten years, everyone's cutting, 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 cutting. You got a boy? Come here. Give me, the, give me that penis. Cutting it, and then we're moving on. And then you can have all the this vasectomies fun for everyone, huh? This, exactly. You get a vasectomy, and you get a vasectomy. Yeah, you get a vasectomy. And then, you know what? If God really wants you to have a kid, you can be Antonio Cromartie, get the vasectomy, and still have your 17th kid. Like, or you can adopt. Sure. Yeah, there's plenty of kids to adopt, right? You can adopt. Or yeah, So we disagree worldwide that we're going to put a pause on male fertility for 10 years. 10 years. Isn't that awesome? That's the best idea ever. Elon Musk couldn't come up with that. Is that morally fair to the people that have to be? They never have the option to have children because we deemed it so. Yeah, it's not. So what? You know what? That's how the cookie crumbles. The, the, That's what, the, that is, the one is not more important than the all in this situation. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every generation's had its thing, right? Black people couldn't use white restrooms. Uh, this generation, you can't produce kids. It's something, right? It's always something. So that's what you guys, that's your well, now we can just pick whatever we want and just use that as justification, right? right? Yeah. Well, bad things have happened to other people, so we can just make yep. this bad thing happen to you. And you can just have to suffer exactly. with it because, you know, too That's wrongs. the American way. So, hey, that's the American way of dealing with our, with problems and arguments. You just bring up something else, right? Right. Hey, did you just murder that person? Well, maybe, but did you see what Charles Manson did? Yeah, but you and know, that's I what was... But you know, I was fondled before, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, oh, well, oh, well, yeah. Yep. What aboutism? That's that's what gets you by in this world, kids. Boys and girls, take it down. What aboutism? If you get caught or if you do something stupid, just say, well, what about that other thing? And then they'll get <laughs> distracted and move on. Urban Meyer, Got take my, my advice. Uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Well, then if what about we take a, a break, Tom? Huh? Why don't we come back and do some events? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What about we do that when we return to Tim and Tom? Fun fact, there were active volcanoes on the moon when dinosaurs were alive. Tim and Tom. All right, Tom, uh, I'm going out of town this weekend, so I won't be here to do anything. I won't be able to entertain any of the listeners if they want to meet up. So what could they do while I'm gone? Oh, man, I tell you what, good thing you're leaving now because we got plenty of events to keep us busy while your greatness is leaving us. So let's start off. I apologize. Of course, as you should. Let's start off with just the craziest dichotomy I can think of. August 6th at the Kaufman Center for Performing Arts, we have a paranormal evening with Alice Cooper. that he was ever regarded as Mr. Clean. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe that goes back to that perception thing, right? (laughs) Definitely. So, yeah, uh, known as the architect of Shock Rock, Alice Cooper uh, will be bringing his uh, crazy antics and paranormal evening that includes the dark and horror-themed theatrics he's known for. Tickets are available at KaufmanCenter.org. Again, that's going to be August 6th at the Kaufman Center of the Performing Arts. Uh, doors open at 7.30, should end by 10.30. He's pretty old, so maybe even 10. We'll see. Uh, but a paranormal act evening with Alice Cooper. He is, you know, got, you know. Yeah, they've got to get into the next town because if he those hotel beds really, you know, tweak his back and then it could ruin the whole leg of the tour, you know, he's gonna he's got to hit uh, Tallahassee uh, when he leaves well, here. Well, he know. wants to wake up early enough to get that continental breakfast as well. So you right. know, he's he's got to get to bed early so he can get up. Uh, and get on with his day on the well, next day. So, hey. Take certain medications by certain times that make him sleepy and, you know. Exactly. Yeah, he might not make it to 1030, but we think he will. Uh, again, Alice Cooper, 
uh, August 6th, Kaufman Center for, or for the Performing Arts. All right, now, August 7th. This is going to be at the Providence Amphitheater in Bonner Springs, Kansas. It's the G-Eazy, the Endless Summer Tour. He means it. So it's gonna be G Easy. It's gonna be G Easy with co-headliner Little Uzi Vert. I don't know. Ty Dolla Sign. I'm old. Uh, you are. Murder Beats. I don't know. A bunch of fun artists. I've seen G Easy in concert. I felt really old, but it was very entertaining music. I saw him at the Midland. This is gonna be at the Providence Amphitheater, so a bigger venue. You might uh, smell some fun uh, incense in the air. Oh, you might. Uh, yeah. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, uh, enjoy yourself. He puts on a good show. Uh, if you like that rap music, I would say he is one you don't want to miss. And it is a good show out there all the time. I mean, you know, when the lights or when the sun goes down and the breeze comes in and, and you're having a good time, you're having some drinks uh, out there in the amphitheater, it, you, you generally wouldn't leave disappointed. Well, good uh, information to know because on the very next night, mm. August 8th, at the Providence Amphitheater. Man, they should be giving us some money for how much yeah. we're plugging their events. We've got, on the comp- completely other end of the spectrum, yeah. Godsmack. What? Godsmack, boy, this is like, uh, this is taking me back to right around the turn of the century, right? You, you uh, I'm, Oh, yeah. I probably got, had a pair of Jinkos, maybe, uh, yeah, this is, you know? Yeah, this is Godsmack. They're also with Shinedown, so they're also in that bunch, but like Godsmack, Shinedown, Breaking Benjamin, Trapped. Uh, this is like at the end part of Linkin Park. And, Disturbed. And, uh, yeah, Disturbed. And then Limp Biscuit, all of that. Like Limp Biscuit and Lincoln Park were a little bit ahead of Godsmack and Shinedown as far as popularity, but they were still kind of lumped in at the same time. 98.9 The Rock. This is the bread and butter time for their mm-hmm. playlist. But yeah, uh, that's going to be a Wednesday night. Starts at 7 p.m. Again, Providence Amphitheater, Godsmack, and Shinedown. Now, let's get to some hilarious events i'm gonna give you both events and then we're gonna play a clip of actually these two guys because they're best friends together so at the improv casey improv uh 76 or 70 second or 7260 excuse me 7260 northwest 87th street in zona rosa uh the casey improv on august 9th 10th and 11th You've got one of the funniest guys in the world. I'm going to be there on August 10th. 
Joey Coco Diaz. Yeah. So that's first one, right? So August 9th through 11th, Joey Coco Diaz, KC Improv. On August 10th and only August 10th at the Starlight Theater, we have one of the most famous men in the world, probably the biggest podcast there is in all genres. He's getting the most downloads, it seems like, ever. Uh, you know him from the UFC. You know him from Fear Factor. You know him from the Joe Rogan experience. It's Joe Rogan on the Strange Times 2018 tour. So, like I said, these two guys, wildly entertaining. And here is a fun clip of them watching a fight together. Oh, I'll yeah, but he don't know up. what he is. He doesn't know he what doesn't, he is. I'll rest back he doesn't know what he is. Down. He doesn't know what he is. This is heart against fucking skill. I'm telling you, cocksuckers. I've been waiting for this fucking fight for three fucking months. This is what I'm talking about. This is what the fucking problem is. Look at you to the body. Every once in a while, you run into a brick fucking wall. This guy, Diaz, the fucking, they, they, these people are savages. Oh! Look at his shit. You gotta kill this motherfucker. That's, that's, it, it. that's it. It's that's fucking it. over. There's a new 155. Where's Conor McGregor now? Where's Conor McGregor now? This kid's Philadelphia. You dumb motherfuckers. Eddie Alvarez. This is crazy. I told you this was the fight of the fucking year. You fucking momos. Holy Stop shit. Stop with your bullshit, Brock Lesnar and Mark fucking Hunt. That's Holy baby shit. stuff compared to this. God damn this it, is the UFC. Gosh, if you could <laughs> see this go. video, he's so heated about it too. He's so he, red faced. I so he's lunging chose, when he says something. Yeah, so I personally chose Joey Diaz over Joe Rogan. I'm not saying Joe Rogan isn't entertaining. He isn't smart. He isn't funny. I think he is hilarious. Uh, again, he's going to be in town Friday, August 10th, at the Starlight Theater. But I chose Joey Diaz. For that clip, essentially, I love Joey Diaz because he's authentic. Not to say Joe Rogan isn't. I'm not to say that these are mutually exclusive to Joey Diaz. I just love this about Joey Diaz. He's authentic. He's passionate. He is a great storyteller. I believe he's the best storyteller in in comedy by far. I don't think there's other people that can obviously tell you better punchlines, setups, jokes, but living a insane life and an authentic presentation. I don't think there's anyone better than Joey Diaz and I am so excited to see him. I hope to meet him. I am. I cannot wait. So yeah, there you go. Let's do a quick recap again. So on August 6th at the Kaufman center for the performing arts, we have a paranormal evening with Alice Cooper. Then on August 7th, we have the endless summer tour with G easy and little Uzi vert. Yeah. Then on August 8th at the Providence Amphitheater, we have Godsmack and Shinedown. August 9th through the 11th, you have the icon, the showstopper, Joey Diaz. And then to round it all out, we have the king of podcasts, king of the UFC, the king of what's happening now, Joe Rogan at the Starlight Theater. Well, that's a, a lot of good stuff to do. I'm excited for all of you who will be here. Uh, it'll help you get your mind off of my absence. Because um, I know that you guys take that to heart. Um, and you know, It'll be hard, that. but I tell you what, mm -hmm. we're going to have a great time. Yeah, try to go out and have a good time without me. Um, give it a really good effort, you know. Uh, I really want you to, you know, just, just try. You know, just really, you know, just think about you in this moment. 
right. With that said, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. We'll be back next week. Next week we're doing the Tim and Tom. Yep. Yep. Tim and Tom next week on Tim and Tom. Fun fact. All galaxies, regardless of size, rotate once every billion years. Tim and Tom.